Coming to you from the ugliest building in the Gulch, it's the Nashville Scenecast. I'm scene editor D. Patrick Rogers. If you like us, subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Rate us and leave comments. We'd love to hear your feedback. Thanks to Jeff the Brotherhood for providing our intro music, Diamond Way, from the album We Are the Champions. And thanks to scene intern Jason Saita, who cuts together all of our episodes. In this week's issue of The Scene, contributor Erica Ciccarone explores the art scene in historically black North Nashville. She speaks with members of the artists group North Art Collective, as well as business owners and community members who participate in the monthly Jefferson Street Art Crawl. Erica's story focuses on the role of art in creating an inclusive space and a sense of ownership in a culturally rich part of Nashville. On this week's SceneCast, we sit down to talk with Erica about her cover story and more. Well, I'm here with scene contributor Erica Ciccarone. Thank you for joining us this morning, Erica. Happy to be here, Patrick. Yes, and Erica wrote this week's cover story, um, headline North Stars, which is about the Jefferson Street Art Crawl in North Nashville and the artists there and the sort of history of, of that part of town. And um, I wanted to start, start out by talking about the mural that graces our cover this week, which is sort of the centerpiece of your story. It's called Family Matters, um, and it's on... Clarksville Pike, I believe, and mm-hmm. just if you wouldn't mind, Erica, just sort of explain to us what what that mural is, who's in it, and and all that. Yeah, sure. So if you're coming north on Clarksville Pike, uh, it's it's at Clarksville and 26th Avenue, and it's on an urban housing solutions building. So it was. Um, conceived of and created by North Art Collective, which is a relatively new, like very young, very uh, hip and energetic collective of uh, black artists in historically black Nashville. So some of those guys are uh, Woke Three, Dojo, RJ Thompson, Keep Three. Um, but it's a, you know, it's Dojo says, and it's in the article, he says, we are ambiguous, we are legion. Mm-hmm. So it's not something that has, you know, kind of hard and fast boundaries. Uh, so what I really love about the mural, not just that it's visually striking, is like the continuity of history to present and future. So uh, they chose some civil rights luminaries from Nashville. Uh, Z. Alexander Luby is in it. Uh, you know, young John Lewis, um, Diane Nash, and uh, actually a woman who not a lot of people do know about named Curly Magruder. Uh, Curly Magruder was really super important to uh, the sit-in movement here in Nashville, and she's one of so many women in social movements who is uh, is unknown. Mm-hmm. You know, her history isn't known. Her contributions were in the background, but, like, the movement couldn't have happened without people like her. So she was, uh, you know, Kwame Lillard uh, described her uh, in a, you know, he came to a class that I uh, was lucky to be at as, like, the mama bear figure of the movement. Mm-hmm. She provided uh, advice to the students. She was the one who would go to their universities and, like, bar- barter sort of with their professors to let them retake a test if they had to miss it for a sit-in or for a protest. This is 1961, 62. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she would, um, so she, and they used her house as the base of the Freedom Rides in Mm -hmm. Nashville. Um, And she, she put a lot, um, a lot of things about her life uh, at, at risk to do this because she believed that, you know, the students, the young people were the future of the movement and that some of the like older guard in black Nashville who were more reticent to follow them and to, well, to let them lead. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, she put a lot on the line to try to convince them. 
yeah. of their importance. So, and if you would, so the the mural, it's probably what two stories, three stories, three stories, hundred square feet, yeah, beautiful, oh, a thousand square feet. Sorry. Wow, goodness, a yeah. thousand square feet, very big, very striking, mm-hmm. and and it's this, you know, a family featuring these, you know, these figures you mentioned, John Lewis, the mm-hmm. Alexander Luby, Curly Magruder, yeah. sort of looking like a family going for a stroll. And they're right. all sort of like looking upwards, sort of yeah. hopefully. Yeah. Um, and there's a quote on the mural, I believe. Right. Which, what, what does it say? It's, uh, freedom is not a destination, it's a journey. Right. And that was something that Kwame Lillard uh, told um, North that Curly used to say to them. Yeah. Um, and then there's uh, also two children in the mural, and mm-hmm. they're just adorable. There's a little boy, like, sucking a pacifier, yeah. and he's got these, like, spikely glasses on. Right. Uh, and he's holding Curly's hand. And leading the march is a little girl, mm-hmm. and she's holding this teddy bear by one arm, and she's wearing this bright yellow dress. And they're all, like, looking up and looking forward and, like, following this this star that's not immediately recognizable and it's mm-hmm. also like on some kind of transformer box or something you know right um but it's this like very hopeful depiction of the future and um it says on the bottom the names of the people in it and mm-hmm. for the children it says uh, me you so it's like bringing themselves into it bringing uh, other people into it bringing kids into it and sure. it's just this like very beautiful, uh, hopeful thing that also says, like, this struggle is not over. Right. Our our civil rights history is still happening, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it's a beautiful way of kind of connecting the, the past to, you know, to the contemporary and using these figures. And I also just kind of love the concept of John Lewis sort of looking like sort of a young, it's just a young John yeah. Lewis, and it's sort of frozen in time in that moment. Yeah, yeah. Really beautiful work. Right, and and because John Lewis was so, I mean, he, he wasn't, he didn't stand out as a leader immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, he was shy. He was a lot more country than the other students in the movement, particularly the ones at Fisk, which came from, tended to come from wealthier families. Sure. And it was like really his dedication and his courage that brought him, moved him forward. Like. Right. Uh, in this very, very humble way. But my favorite, favorite thing is that the women lead. Yeah. And that's something that North has talked to me about, that that's important for them to recognize that women have been in the background of uh, of social movements for racial justice and that that's something that has to change. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Diane Nash is a name that I think a lot of people recognize, yeah. but Curly Magruder is... Um, that's somebody who probably even people who know a thing or two about civil rights in this city specifically probably don't know much about her. Yeah, definitely. So it's pretty cool to see somebody like that featured in this piece and yes. on a wall, you know, dozens of feet high. Yeah. You know, it's, it's really neat. Yeah, and, and it meant so much to her family and her grandchildren. That's wonderful. You know? yeah. So North Art Collective, they're sort of a centerpiece in this cover story. Um, could you tell us just a little bit about when and how they formed yeah, sure. And this was how I like got an introduction to this community, actually. Mm-hmm. In 2015, Woke 3, uh, Jay Jenkins is his full name, uh, but he uh, had a festival under the Jubilee Bridge in this sort of like weird area by the railroad tracks that used mm-hmm. to be a wheel and tire factory. And um, actually used to be before it was kind of restored to mm-hmm. like a storage facility or something. It was a place where people would go and paint. It was like a graffiti destination. And Jay grew up going there. Um, and also some other artists in the city talk about it, like Brandon Donahue, um, that it was a place where where they would go hang out and like skateboard and paint. So um, Jay got permission from the owner of those buildings to commission artists to paint these uh, murals there that had a social justice or, you know, a social engagement theme. And he had a festival. He got a Thrive 
you know, micro award from Metro Arts Commission to do it. And it was called North Wallfest. And um, he said, that, you know, everybody who's from here says North, not North. Right. North. N-O-R-F. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I did a story on it for WPLN and Jay was just so gracious in inviting me to mm-hmm. the community and to the festival. And I talked to his grandma and she's on the she's in the story. Um and that so that brought together these artists who then formed this collective um, out of that experience. Mm-hmm. They participate in uh, the Jefferson Street Art Crawl, yeah, regularly, yeah. right? Um, could you tell us a little bit about sort of some of the? You talk about these in the story, sort of these hubs in that community, these spots that are featured on the uh, Jefferson Street Art Crawl, and you know their their place in that community and how long they've been around. Yeah, for sure. So. At the same time, I think it's important to say that, like, North Nashville, like so many communities of Nashville, are is changing so rapidly. Mm-hmm. And because it's a historically black community, it's especially alarming when people are being displaced, you know, by white people with a lot more money and more social capital, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, from what I understand from talking to the people who founded the Jefferson Street Art Crawl, you know, it's in some ways a response to that. It's creating a cultural place that will save a place for them Mm -hmm. and that will celebrate their neighborhood for the people who live there. And it's also for people like me who don't live there who want to come check it out. Like, it's not an exclusive thing. They're very, very clear about that, you know. Um, But it also is really like a a place of empowerment and a place that's a haven, particularly because other uh, art, like art, um, micro ecosystems in Nashville are not particularly welcoming to people of color. Kind of exclusive feeling and yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Obviously, not not necessarily by design, but just right. sort of. I, and I think you mentioned this in the story that um, you know a lot of these artists feel like they're reached out to because oh, it's February, let's do a Black History yeah. thing, or we want to highlight you. It's like they're not a regular part of that conversation. Yeah, right. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, I think some uh, white galleries will sort of check off a box. Like, mm-hmm. well, I had this group show and I invited these two people to be in it. So check. Now I don't have to think about, sure. like, my whiteness, the whiteness of my gallery right. for another year, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's obviously not that that is, you know, an insidious kind of move or by design, but it's just sort of easier just to be like, well, we'll reach out to them here and there, and, and that way we feel better. Yeah, sure. yeah. And, um, and you know, I talked to a lot of white gallerists about this over the years, and it's a really touchy subject. I feel like I'm getting a little bit about approaching them about it so mm-hmm. that they don't feel, like, attacked and punched in the gut, which isn't fair. For me or anyone to do, you know. Um, But I hear a lot, like, there just isn't the talent. We -hmm. just can't find anybody. Mm -hmm. Like somebody said to me recently, we tried. We tried. We looked at so many portfolios. And I was like, well, is it over? Are -hmm. there not new portfolios to look at? Are Mm -hmm. there not artists who have further developed their portfolios who you could take another look at? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, tough. Yeah, just because it's not easy doesn't mean it's, you know, not not something that's important to do. Right. Um, and there's a, there's something you mentioned. There's a, a, a Black Panther-focused uh, art yeah. art show um, around the time of it, its release in February, right? Right, yeah. So um, the some of the founders, I mean, it's, it's 
I don't I don't want to misspeak and say these are the only people who founded the Jefferson Street Art Crawl, but sure. um, you know it was it was North and it was Omari Booker who is an artist and he is a framer at Woodcuts Gallery and the mm-hmm. curator curator there, and uh, Alishba um, Israel Mrazik who is the owner of One Drop Inc Tattoo Parlor and Gallery, mm-hmm. uh, and um, also Thaxton Waters who. Uh, when it was still open, ran art history class, uh, lifestyle lounge and gallery, who is amazing. And uh, a guy named Joseph Basiles, who uh, is a, he's a Brooklynite who moved here to go to Fisk. He was a Jubilee singer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's uh, definitely like a super important person in North Nashville as like a cultural place keeper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it just seems like um, this is a sort of a scene in Nashville that maybe people aren't aware of, but it's really, really vibrant and alive. And like you say, it's very inclusive. Yeah, it is. And I believe that the next one is tomorrow. It is. If you're listening to this today, the day we recorded on Friday, there is another Jefferson Street Street Art Crawl on uh, tomorrow would be the 28th. Yep, it's six to nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And is this, it's every every month, the last yeah, Saturday? Yeah, it's the fourth uh, Saturday of every month. Okay. And a good place to start is to go to Woodcuts mm-hmm. Gallery and Framing. And if you haven't been, like, that's just a great hub to go to. And you can, um, you know, ask them, where do I go next? Mm-hmm. And every place you go, the people who are running the spaces are so happy to, to talk to you and to engage with you. Um and it just has like a much more, I think, homey feel and welcoming feel, particularly because I think small businesses are involved, like the Garden Brunch Cafe, mm-hmm. um, where it's it's just it feels like a this joyful celebration rather than a sort of like stuffy, right? Uh, Wine and exclusive. cheese. Yeah, like people <laughs> just like taking selfies like next to the art without even meaning to capture the art in it, right? And yeah. getting wasted. You know? Yeah, kind of a social. <laughs> you know, not that yeah. there's anything wrong with art being a social event as well. No, but it's it, not. It's, it's not. Yeah, it feels like a fun thing, and families yeah. are a lot of time yes, present and a part of it, and, and people who like maybe don't frequent galleries all the sure. time but it's there and it's um you know my my favorite favorite thing about the the story and about all of my conversations that I had with people writing this was Nate Harris who opened Woodcuts in 1987 mm-hmm. he opened a frame shop when the people who knew him thought he was crazy for doing it right. um and he grew up in North Nashville uh but uh you know, he he says that the Jefferson Street art crawl feels like Jefferson Street is getting back to what it was before the interstate, before so many black-owned businesses had to shutter um, mm-hmm. because of uh, I forty and then four forty a couple decades later, and right. and that I think is is so so meaningful for the people who live there, mm-hmm. um, who remember that or who grew up being told about that, mm-hmm. um, to have that people walking, people patronizing local businesses and uh, really like feeling uh, a sense of place that um, they can be proud of and, and feel energized by. Sure. And that's something that I would I would guess probably a lot of new Nashvilleians or, or younger Nashvilleians probably aren't aware of. You know, this thriving part of town, North Nashville, yeah. Jefferson Street, a historically black part of town that was just sort of you know, completely changed by, by, you know, the building of the interstates that came yeah. through there and, and forced out a lot of businesses. That's something right. that I would guess, you know, even people who maybe have lived here a while wouldn't realize that and, yeah. and how important something like Jefferson Street Art Crawl is to 
sort of restoring that sense of place and ownership yeah. to that part of town. Yeah, definitely. So that's a cool thing. I'm very proud to have your story um, highlight that. I think it's a, a wonderful thing that we've been able to have. Um, yeah. one, one other thing I wanted to ask you about while we've got you here is uh, you have a podcast of your own. I do. Called We Home. Yes. Would you mind telling us just a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So We Home has nine episodes. It was a limited run, mm-hmm. although it felt like it was my entire life to make <laughs> <Sure>. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, I live in Wedgwood, Houston. Um, I'm, I'm married a homeowner in the neighborhood, so I got very, very lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, it puts people together who don't know each other or who have a just a mild acquaintance um, in Wedgwood, Houston and neighboring neighborhoods, Chestnut Hill and then Napier and Sudicum, uh neighborhood. So it puts people together who live in the same neighborhood, who maybe have a mutual interest or want to get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And they have a conversation. One of them is sort of the storyteller. The other is the interviewer. And then we also kind of take the listener on a tour of their life. So we'll go to their urban farm that's, you know, on Byram Street in Wedgwood, Houston, or we'll go to, uh, you know, a uh, walk that they organize where they donate food to the people who live in Napier Place homes. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Well, it's wonderful to have you be a part of the team, Erica. You do great work for us. And I really appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, if you haven't seen this week's copy of The Scene, you can obviously read it online at nationalscene.com. But I'd really encourage people to pick up a hard copy this week because Please there are just some do. It's beautiful gorgeous. photographs. Uh, our yeah. art director, Elizabeth Jones, did a wonderful job of sort of organizing it. And you can see all of these beautiful, interesting, fascinating people we talk about and, uh, and some of the work as well. And I really am proud of not only the the cover story, but also just the way it, it, it looks. It's such a striking issue. It is. I love having the issue. Uh, I love having an issue in the stand and being able to walk past it and it catch people's eye. Yeah. And you can see that happening with this one. So I'm very proud of that. So thank I you so much, Erica. And thank you for joining us this Thanks week. Thanks for having me. Mm-hmm.